swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right then, folks, what's happening? Welcome back to the post-match, instant post-match reaction podcast. This is Tramia on Twitter. My name is Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, joined by Paul Harper, at Paul Harper 82 on Twitter. A 1-0 home win live on BBC2 in front of the nation. How many millions of people spent the Friday night? Yeah, fucking hell, spent spent the Friday night watching that. Um, Do you know what? There's not much to say about that performance. It's a win. Brackley played very well. These, like... These games against non-league sides are always like this. And that's like the best you can... Every one in 50, you'll get one where, you know, the league team smashes them, like 6 or 7 mm. nil. We beat Chichester 5-1 last year, but that wasn't... like That didn't tell the true story of that game. They're always going to come. They're going to sit behind deep. You know, we had an off night, I thought. I thought we, we, we kept the ball well, certainly, for, you know... We moved it around okay. It was just a little bit too slow, a bit pedestrian. Every yeah. pass was a, a second too slow, wasn't it? And like, you know, our, our flair players, our better players, our attacking players, you know, Feeney, Blackett, Taylor, Vaughan, they all had terrible nights, didn't they? Like Vaughan yeah. missed, missed that shot near the end. Blackett, Taylor just wasn't at it. But it shows, and they, they obviously all over this on the, um, the BBC commentary and analysis at the end, it shows the strength and depth we've got that we can take off, you know, Bring on, take off Feeney, bring on Woolery. And he has a good game. Yeah, he has a good half hour and he scores the win. That's the difference there. It's having them that quality on the bench. I thought personally, with half an hour to go, even before we scored, I would have took Vaughan off for Ferrier. I thought Vaughan's never going to roll his man, is he? Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's not a balls into feet kind of guy. Whereas I thought the way that they were playing so deep that. Ferrier would have been the better striker to play because he's one year we can re- receive the ball to his feet and roll as man can. He loves doing that. But, you know, it's it's a win. We're in the third round for the third year on the run. I really, like, I don't know if you saw Keith Hill's interview then, Paul. Uh, in yeah, the yeah, he agreed. He said, who do you want? And he said, to be honest, there's no such thing. I know you could maybe say if you get a big team, home or away, you'll, you'll be on the tally again so you get your TV money. But, Without the fans being able to be there, and I know that you know there's going to be two thousand there at the next home game, but without being able to get a full house or without being able to take five six thousand away to, you know, the Emirates, Old Trafford, Anfield, Goodison, Stamford Bridge, give us an the you know a winnable game at home. To be honest, like yeah, Marine, let's go as far as we can with prize money. Obviously, I wouldn't turn my nose up at a a big away game, especially if it would end up with us on the TV. The more money we can get, the better. But it was just you know we did what we had to do. 
they for all uh, they didn't really have any chance chances did they Joe? They didn't ever like have a, a one on one. I don't think Scott had a, a real save to make. It was just one of them games that you know. <laughs> So many games in the FA Cup first and second round end up like this, where you go, oh, they're really unlucky. They, they, you know, they, they dug in, they played really well, but ultimately, the bet, you know, the team higher up with the better quality of players, one of the players does something quality. It's either a mistake by the opposition by the the lower side, or a moment of quality by the team higher up. And this time, <laughs> we we've fallen foul of that several times. So it's nice, isn't it, to, to win a game, and more importantly, it's seven wins on the bounce. Two wins on the bounce for Keith Hill. It's clean sheets as well, which I think they, they, they mentioned there that Scotty's that's his eighth clean sheet of the season, and I wasn't sure about that. So I went over it in my head. It is. It's his eighth clean sheet of the season, which is, you know, considering the, the start we've had and, you know, this, how shambolic the first 10 games was. That's not a bad record, is it? Yeah, no. I uh, can't really add too much to what you've already said, to be fair. There's not much to think, say. Uh, <laughs> I think. As you say, it's um, there's always going to be sort of um, a bit of a banana skin. They uh, defended really, really well. I thought. I thought we kept the ball, didn't really use it effectively. Just the ball is into the final third with poor tonight. I think. I think the whole, like I said, the whole uh, from five were poor, weren't they? Yeah, I think the likes of Blackett, Taylor, Feeney, Khan mm. uh, didn't really get the service into into Vaughan and. I kind of felt a little bit sorry for him, but his hold-up play tonight was terrible as well. The ball's going yeah. into him, they was bouncing off him. Um, yeah, it was just just a really bitty performance, really. I mean, we did enough just to to get through. Um, nothing spectacular, but I guess it didn't need to be. So, um, you know, we'll have better, better games, better performances, uh, better results um, th- going forward, think- but... It's important just to get into that third round, keep the winning momentum going. Yeah, showing the strength of the squad, players coming off the bench and making a difference. And it was a tight game. At one moment of brilliance has, has won it, and Wallaby's goal was was exceptional. Really, I think what it shows, Paul, is that over the last four games is they've all been completely different types of wins. So Port Vale game was just a crazy game, wasn't it? And we come back, score two goals in injury time to win it. Thoroughly deserved win. Then we go and batter Grimsby 4 0 up at half time, 5 0 up, you know, win 5 0. A demolishment, something that we haven't done in a long time. And, you know, it, it, it had been coming, I felt. And then we go and beat Carlisle on Tuesday with a real, you know, again, a deserved win. Backs, you know, we, we get the goal, we edge it, and then we defend for our lives. Don't give them a, you know, an inch and get the win. It's a big win. And then tonight is one of them ones where we've not played well at all. You'd say they were probably the better side on balance of play. Um, we probably had more possession, but you know, there wasn't. It was a terrible game of football. There was no real clear cut chances for either side. Vaughan's one way he kicked the air was probably the best chance of the game. Um, but it's a different way to win a game. We've not played well. Probably didn't deserve to win the game, but we have. So that's four games, four completely different types of wins, yeah. and it's just more. It, in a weird way, that might almost be better for the the squad to be going into that dressing room there, and they'll just be going. We've played terribly there and we've won. And that builds confidence just the same as coming in after Grimsby and battering them 5-0. Because you go in, look, we, we can't let that happen again. But we've got out of jail with that one. We're in the third round. We go to Oldham on Tuesday, which, it, do you know what? It's always a weird place to go Oldham, isn't it? 
like when we were we'd won seven on the bounce in the league two years ago when we got promoted and we went there and were outplayed and got deservedly beaten two 0 with there was three thousand of us there wasn't there? Yeah. So it's it's that it's that it's like just keep building. I I think it's the, it, it is the toughest test on Tuesday the Oldham game and then Walsall at home on Saturday. I tell you what if we if we come back here in a week's time on Saturday and we've beaten Oldham and we've beaten Walsall honestly I I don't know what's going to be going on there. I'll It'll be incredible. I can't. <laughs> I cannot see us winning both these next two games. I think we'll get beaten up by Oldham. To be honest, there's just something there, isn't there? It's going to be freezing, isn't it? Oh That's God, sure. yeah. For once, I'll be. Like, Thank God we can't go. <laughs> Ice Station yeah. Zebra, aka Boundary Park. Yeah. Like, you have to queue up outside down that bloody lake. It's like a ravine. Yeah. Um, like a quarry. Yeah, it's, it's two tough games coming up. Um, I think we'll have to play a lot better than we did tonight. And I'm sure we will, but yeah, yeah. Tonight was just a case of you know job done, get the get through to the through to the next round. As you say, you know we're in with the big boys now, so whether you're going to draw, it's probably going to be a tough game. So you know, see how far we can go. I think Keithil was saying like he uh, he wants you know a winnable a winnable tie in the next round, whether that's you know a League One tie or um, you know. If there's any non-league teams still left in the in the draw and stuff, so Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal away. Yeah, but you know we're we're in the hat now, so you can uh, enjoy the the rest of the weekend. See what the results do in the rest of the uh, the rest of the round over the the next two or three days, and uh, yeah, prepare for for Tuesday night. So yeah, when job done. And um, the draw, yeah, Paul Monday. And then keeps going. Gone. The draw's Monday night, isn't it now? Monday after night, yeah. After seven the, the last game, isn't it? Was it before? before it's yeah, about no, it's seven o'clock on, yeah. on, uh, on Monday night. On BBC Two before the, yeah. the final game. Yeah. Um, I should point out one thing. that Obviously, Maradona <clears throat> passed away on yesterday, wasn't it? Yes. Um, for me, Paul, he is the greatest footballer of all time. I, I would say he's... The thing with people like George Best and Puskas and... You know, ones from a different era. Yeah. Is I don't. I think football was that that different then. Mm. It's hard to. Do you know what I mean? They were the best of that era, but it really wasn't as anywhere near as. It's a different sport almost now, isn't it? So what it was in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. I think one thing about I'd Maradona say, is I'd say the the game is a hell of a lot different now than it was yeah. in the eighties and nineties. Even yeah, even it's a lot a lot faster. The I thing with Maradona. If Maradona had been in the state he was back then, um, playing <laughs> in the modern day, he wouldn't he he wouldn't survive. But uh, well, he was so sorry. Well, I'm just saying, you know, he was a bit rotund, wasn't he? A little bit rotund. Are you suggesting that <laughs> he loves a little bit of the um, the bugle just as much as Paul Harper loves a bit of whiskey? <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but you know, he was an outstanding player. Obviously, a massive cheat as well. But uh, well, so are you. <laughs> but no, you know, re- really good player, and obviously I've seen um, seen some of the scenes in in Argentina and the morning of him and stuff, and it's uh, you know it's like a, a national day of mourning over there. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think great, great player, and obviously he'll always be remembered for that goal. Yeah, I think it'll be the same over here when um, ex Arsenal striker and now Sky pundit Alan Smith dies. <laughs> Smudge. He's sort of the same. He's sort of the same sort of like smudge. Yeah, he's sort of the same icon. Mm, you know, very similar. 
very very similar. I don't think he's got quite the cocaine habit of Maradona or Alan Smith, but you know he does a great one of my favourite pundits by the way, and yeah. obviously scored famously most famous for the um, the goal in the Eastern it's up for grabs now game. He scored the first goal in that, and um, the cup winners cup winning goal for Arsenal. There you go, some stat against Palmer in ninety three. 93-94. There's some stats for your Arsenal fans for when we play you in the next round of the FA Cup. I should say the thing about Maradona that's annoyed me is I put the info up on the telly to see what was on after our game. Mm. And they've obviously like schedule program has changed, hasn't it? They've, they've put the Maradona documentary on, the Gary Lindner yeah. come on from 2006. Yeah. Do you know what was supposed to be on before? And I was genuinely excited to watch mm -hmm. it. Top of the Pops, the story of 1987. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen these, Paul, but then... Um, this the, is a classic year. Oh, the, what, some of them were on YouTube. Um, and 80, I remember I couldn't find 87, so I've not seen 87. Oh, but I love yeah. like pop music from say, 86 to like the mid-90s was just like the, the yeah. glory. You know, Stock Aiken and Waterman era. They're yeah, just yeah. kicking in in 87. Kylie, Jason, yeah. Banana Rama, you know, the lads, everyone, great. And um, so thanks, Maradona. You want to screw – not only did you screw this country in 1986, but you wanted to screw me in 2020 – by getting Top of the Pops, the store of 1987 cancelled. Yeah, it'd, it'd be on the red button, surely, or an iPlayer, isn't it? better fucking I'd be I'm going to have a look. I'll wrap this up. It'll be like quarter to 11. So um, I'm tasked going to go to bed. I'm going to try and find a, an episode of that I can watch. Someone send me the link if you can. If you can find any of the Top of the Pops, the story of, of the early 90s and late 80s, send them over. Right, shall we uh, shall we look at some of the uh, the tweets yeah, that uh, let's go through some of the tweets? Our listeners have very kindly uh, sent us this evening. Uh, Fletch, um, as always, gets in touch. Says we're in the hat end of a little bit of class, um, referring to the to the goal. Uh, Paul Millwood says we were close to signing him years ago under Kingy. Apparently, when he was at Cambridge, referring to the on Dublin's appearance yeah. on the on the telly, bigging yeah, us up. Well. Just moved to uh, to West Kirby in the last few weeks, so he was uh, full of the, uh, the housing situation in uh, in the will. He was on top of that. So uh, bizarre that I remember a few years ago. To, I was sat down to have my breakfast, put the telly on, and I was just like, "I do need to just do a double take." Looked up and was like, "What?" The? I was like, "Hang on, that cannot have been just been Dion Dublin." I saw what like on what planet are we? It's the same as when I put the one show on. The other day, and Jermaine Genus was talking to Dolly Parton. I said, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Uh, Dave Holmes says, uh, didn't really have the most solid performance, but a win is a win. Leon Kearney says, uh, Keith, straight talking hill. Doesn't mince his words. Open and honest. Love it. Nick Flynn says, not a classic. They played well, as expected, but we're into the heart. That's all that matters. Paul Burrows, good cup tie. Fair play to Brackley. A win's a win. Not sure it was a good cup tie, to be honest, but there we go. Um, Trammy Randy says it's a win, almost relief. The fans um, weren't in tonight, as could have been on their teams back after 20 minutes. Brackley did their research and put in a proper shift, but we won and are through, so that's all that matters. At least we didn't need extra time and penos. That is a very good point, because it's, uh, it's quarter past ten as we're recording this, and um, yeah, I couldn't have standard... Uh, Another half an hour of that, to be honest. Go on. Uh, um, Ken, Do Ken Doniger, I hope I've said that right. Um, CBT, Grim, bought through. Not, I don't really understand what he's saying. 
Paul, you've uh, been drinking grim- again, haven't you? Oh, GBT, Grimbot through. There we go. GBT? Uh, yeah, GBT. I've never never sort of uh, known that as an... Uh, oh, great. Yeah, okay, I get, it. I get you now, Paul. Yeah, sorry. Uh, misread <laughs> mis- it. I thought he was talking about Blackett Taylor. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Matt TRFC says, uh, playing at home against these sort of teams will always be difficult. They always seem to be able to raise their game, but it was job done. On to round three, quality finish from Woolery. Uh, Benjamin Marsh gets in touch, says, job done, slightly arrogant, expecting to win. Bit of slow passing and keeping possession. Brackley did a good job, but quality came through in the end. Uh, Steve Art, TRFC, says, uh, really good win. They were decent. Our bench were winners. Um, will win and drive us up the league. Quick mention for Keith Hill is a character, and I'm warming to him. And I think that's uh, that seems to be uh, the the process. A lot of a lot of fans are, are kind of coming round. Yeah. He does seem to be a you know a bit of a character. He's sort of shouting at the the cameras that came up for the second half and stuff like that. Um, so I think you know it's, he does seem to be an amiable character. Um, and I I do like his interviews. He does. Um, he's saying all the right things for me anyway. Uh, right, Graham McEwen says, uh, I would love to see more of Lewis. Uh, always on the move. Will be pushing for a start? I prefer him to Feeney. Steady performance. Martin Oliver, again, always getting in touch. Thank you, Martin. Uh, it's a win. Not much more to say than that. Not the greatest, but seven on the spin. I'll take that. Needed a bit more urgency, but maybe three games in six days is showing a little bit. Uh, in the heart, let's have it. Baldy Keith, Superboy Army. Uh, Dave Mercer says uh, Fort Keith Hill came across particularly sound in that post-match interview. Uh, again, something that we uh, we touched on. Uh, you know, he adds um, thought we looked pretty tired, which is understandable after three games in six days. There'll probably be a mini meltdown, but at the end of the day, it's job done. Some cash in the bank. Moving on to Tuesday, uh, Darren Mogridge says, uh, not a great performance, too slow in transition, but a win is the important bit. SD21FC says, a bit too pedestrian. Some players look well off the pace. Crack and finish from Woolery to win it. Cliche, but more important is the result than the performance rest. And back to it on Tuesday. Sam Cooper says, Manny was never a striker. Not having that, not a bad win, though. Sean at May Gurney says, to use an old Ian Holloway quote, do we have to? Um, Our performance today would not have been the best looking bird, but at least we got her in the taxi. Good analogy there. Uh, Rob Denman says, not great, but we're through. CBT was poor, which may be a good thing in the long run, given the number of people that would have been watching him tonight. Woolery will be pushing for a start. Rides lots like he was lacking match fitness, which is understandable. Uh, Rob Fitzgerald, the, the subs made an impact hints at the team being jaded. Three games in less than a week will do that. I'd have started Ferrier tonight as Vaughan looks especially leggy. Interesting that um, Ferrier hasn't even got on in the last couple of games. Yeah. Particularly with five subs being allowed. I think that's a little bit strange. I think maybe, are we still trying to maybe ease him back in? Yeah. Possibly. I think, I think like we'll see more of him more. in coming weeks, I think. Yeah, I'd like to know a bit more about where he is at in terms of his fitness because 
obviously came uh, he played 45 did he against Wigan and yeah. then we've not seen anything of him since so um, if any of the journos are listening if you could ask uh, Mr Hill he played about, he played about 20 at Port Vale didn't he and about 10 yeah. against um, Grimsby mm. but yeah not used tonight anyway but uh Classic Tramia says, uh, Scrappy, tired performance, not surprising given it was our third game in a week. A lot of people are mentioning that. Credit to Brackley, they had a game plan and frustrated us and had a couple of half chances of their own. But the objective was to get through and we achieved that. Roll on to Oldham. Uh, Steve Savage says, uh, job done through to the next round. Nice having that added quality on the bench to bring on. Rich Parry says, we have the noisiest lawnmowers in the world. <laughs> and I'm not sure. We, we did mention this the other day about the lawnmower race, and I didn't have Flash a clue what was going on. And it was the, the, the groundsman jumping on straight after the game with the lawnmowers. And, you know, you're listening to the post-match analysis. Uh, they weren't in a, an inside studio. It was, it was just in the stand. Um, you could you could hear these lawnmowers going ten to the dozen. Do they need, really need to get on that quick? Like, what <laughs> what grass is this that grows that fast? <laughs> like, if anything, surely going over it with a big heavy lawnmower is damaging the grass. We mm. paid half a million quid for this pitch. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, it's not as if we've got a game in like two days, is it? Although, no, maybe there is. Maybe Liverpool lasses yeah. are playing on it. In. Not them again, Paul. Anyway, less we mention of those, the better. Uh, Rob Tyler says, not our finest game, but win is a win. We're in the hat. Now for a big third round tie, he says, with the little praying emoji. Uh, Clive Challoner gets in touch once again. Still got a, you've got to let us know, Clive, if you're related to Dave, please. Uh, he says, it's a tired looking performance. Never looked like the team got out of second gear. Yeah, um, can't argue with that. Sam Page says, we just look tired. Would have preferred to see some rotation in the squad, but wins a win into the third round. He wants uh, Liverpool or Everton, so I don't want Everton after... Let's uh, never, never play them again. Yeah, it's quite like to never play them ever again. Uh, Alistair Barrett just says, job done. Simple as that. Um, to which uh, Muggsy replied what he said. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all the uh, all the tweets. So let me refresh the page. Uh, yeah, a couple more. Andy Young, not the best performance. I'm disappointed. Ferry didn't get some game time. Bring on some Premier League team. Two K of our fans, none of yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arsenal. We'll, we'll we'll maybe just touch on before we go about the uh, about the two K Fan. fans that are going to be allowed in. Yeah. So I'll just finish off with these like this last tweet. Rob, uh, Robbie Davis, uh, not the best performance we did what was required, and that's the important bit. We can't always win five 0 Brackley, we're tough to break down. Keith's continuity whites are in the draw for the next round. Roll on Tuesday. Thank you ever so much to everyone who has got in touch. Really do appreciate all your all your feedback for one, um, and obviously all the interaction for all the interaction to uh, to help us put these shows together. Really does uh, does help us a lot. And uh, yeah, we couldn't really do these shows without you guys. So really do appreciate you getting in touch. 
Um, we've had some great feedback as well from uh, from people just messaging saying that they're really enjoying these shows. So for that, we are glad. Um, obviously, we're doing it for our own sanity as much as anything else. Yeah. But um, yeah, if it's entertaining you, keeping you connected with the team, the club. Um, you know, we do our best to, uh, to to do that. So, thank you very much for everyone who's uh, who's been in touch in the last few days and stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on the, we'll be back on Tuesday to do it all over again. Had some good feedback from uh, Wrexham fans, haven't we? About the yeah, we did. Seems to uh, seems to get shared a fair bit around um, our North Wales uh, our North Wales supporters. Got a bit of a bee in the bonnet. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what about. No. You were, you, know, you were you were very complimentary for about a second. They must have something must have they must like in the edit something must have gone wrong. I think like two, like the the audio got scrambled and something else <laughs> I was talking about must have like somehow got put in. I've, you know, I've got you know the Wrexham lads. Nothing got nothing but respect for them. I think you should be you know the same for you, Paul. Yeah. Remember what you used to call them when you worked at the club. Well, anyway, bunch of sheep shagging bastards, wasn't it? <laughs> But of course, you couldn't say that at the time, could you? Because you were an employee of the club. Um, I'm still making no comment. Well, I'll I'll come on your behalf. I'm your official spokesman. <laughs> and do you know what we should say, Paul? That we briefly talked about it when we were going over the game. But like, full credit to Brackley because they they came. They didn't look. You know, it wasn't like they were direct. They looked better than some teams in the, in League Two we've played. And yeah, I've always considering... had. Considering they're sort of lowly, um, they're not doing too well, are they, in the league? No. Um, They've only played seven games, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I suppose this FA Cup run has kind of taken over their, their season. Kind of season a little bit. But, yeah, considering sort of where they where they stand in terms of the, the pyramids, yeah, they looked a decent little outfit. And I think if they can uh, put performances like that together in the league, or the, you know, they got a chance of uh, of pushing at the the upper echelons, but yeah, I think the, their objective was to make it difficult for us and try and get try and take one of those half chances. And they had sort of three or four little shots, didn't they, that went wide. Uh, I think there was a header as well that went well wide. There was a good chance. Um, other than that, didn't really test Scott Davis in the goal. Um, so yeah. But uh, yeah, they were they were decent enough, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this uh, obviously the situation with the I, the fans. I just want to quickly about Brackley because I've I've had sort of a not an affinity with them, but I've always sort of kept my eye out for them since. Right, we got promoted on the twelfth of May, didn't we? Twenty eighteen against Bournemouth. That was the playoff final. The following week was the FA Vars FA Trophy doubleheader, and. I think it might have been a bank holiday Sunday, or if it, I think it might have been. Anyway, I remember what, getting in and watching it, and it was Brackley played Bromley. They touched on it in tonight. They said it was their greatest ever moments, and they were one 0 down against Bromley, and then they equalised in like the ninety third minute of the game to send it into extra time, and then they went to penalties and they won on penalties. The the FA Trophy against Bromley, you know, were at like. I think they finished ninth that year in the, in the conference, but you know, a much bigger side than Brackley. I remember watching it just going like, because we just won at Wembley the week before. And I remember just thinking, like, watching it going, 
for them fans there, that I, finally we'd experience what it's like to win at Wembley and you know, and achieve something, a promotion. And this was, you know, it's great. They've said the greatest moments in their thing. So they did what we did a week later, and it was you know, against all the odds, late goals and then penalty. And I always just thought I was like, I was so glad that the fan base got to experience that, a tiny yeah. club like them. So you know, to see them play tonight, it's sh- again, it's just a shame to to um, go into the next point, Paul. It's just a shame that. There was no fans there, certainly from their perspective, because what yeah. a day out it would have been. But yeah, go on, Paul. As we should just quickly touch on the um, the fans being allowed back in. Yeah, so obviously with uh, the world dropping well, Liverpool City region, which I don't know why they call it that. Let's right not get into that, Paul. Um, let's drop down into into tier two, which enables us to have two thousand supporters. In attendance at post um, post lockdown, so second of December, isn't it? The Walsall game, won't it? Come out. So a week on Saturday for the Walsall game, we will have two thousand fans there. It's, obviously, it's going to be great. It's going to be very different to what it was, you know, nine months ago or whenever the last time we were we were in a stadium. Bristol Rovers at home was our last game. Our last game, cold yeah. Tuesday night, yeah. nil-nil draw, shit. Um, obviously, it's going to be a lot different to to how it was previously, but I think it's just nice for people who have who have really. I mean, we're all missing it badly, but there's going to be two thousand people who are going to have the the opportunity to to get out, and obviously, it's not going to be the same. There's not going to be like um, the tent. Um, and the kind of the atmosphere it's going to be a little bit different everyone's going to be spaced out I'd imagine um, whether that means you're going to be sort of allocated just allocated seats rather than sitting in the, the seat that you maybe chose I think we'll find out this season week ticket and stuff, but um, yeah it's just going to be nice for the, the 2,000 people whoever it is um, just to be able to, to go and, and watch the team and support the team um, and I know that from my experience at Witten and with the crowds being back, it's been a lot different atmosphere. There's not there's not the singing and shouting and stuff that the there was before. Um, can you chance? Is it? Are you allowed to sing and chance? Well, I think the advice is like not to. But, but that's not going to happen. Obviously, obviously, fans are, and it's so spaced out as well. Yes, yeah, so it'll be it's hard not, to get. A... It's not going to be groups of you know your hardcore fans and obviously it's going to be 2,000 people we don't know who these people are it might be you know it might be some some of the uh, the older generation who don't sort of get involved in that sort of side of you know the atmosphere and stuff make sure but, the lad with the drum and the lad with the bugle get in that's what I say <laughs> they, yeah, can have my, um, they can have my ticket in the ballot <laughs> well obviously I don't have a, a season ticket this Neither season do I um, no. So I'm guessing I won't be able to uh, to go and watch any games in the foreseeable future, which is fine. Um, we'll watch on the, the iFollow. Um, but yeah, to the to the 2,000 people who are going to be lucky enough to enjoy the game on uh, a week on Saturday, I'm, uh, I'm really pleased that that's the situation. And you know, hopefully, further down the line, we'll be uh, we'll be back to well increasing that number, let's say, and then. Who knows when we're gonna, it's going to be back to normal, in inverted commas. But, uh, yeah, really pleased that fans are going to be allowed. has been a bit of a farce, really, that we've played so many games behind closed doors. You would have thought that an outdoor 
um, venue, uh, you know, in the fresh air. Obviously, the weather was was really nice in sort of September time when the season got started and stuff. Um, it would have been nice to have been able to to get out and watch us uh, get beat three 0 <laughs> Watch the team yeah. when we were terrible, but um, at least you know the, the fans are going to be uh, able to hopefully watch a, a win inside um, and I get back so. to it. So you know, hope it helps some people's mental health and stuff like that. So semi-seriously, Paul. Like semi-seriously, can't we get some like press credentials? Like I've seen, I've seen certain people at the games, and I'm like, how are they getting in? And this is before now fans are allowed. So surely, like you know, we're not accredited members of the press, but you know, we do this. Yeah. We've done, we've done lot. We don't for the past like five, four years now, nearly, nearly five. We've been doing this pod. Is there not an argument? Surely that you know, come on. Obviously, Jake can't go because he's in prison. But like me and you, I'll be honest, Paul. Actually, you're in Manchester and you'll be at the Witten game, so screw you as well. What I'm saying, Paul, is can they let me in? <laughs> Not just on the house. Pay me to go mm. as a member of the press. What do you think of that? Well, you've got Rob's. Uh, you've got Rob's number. Yeah, I don't want to put pressure on him. You know what mm. I mean? Slipping me a few. Is it, does, it, does he dish out the press credentials? Um, I'm not sure how it works these days. I know he listens. Uh, Rob, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, he, one day <laughs> said, like, we'll have to get him on and you and him can do, um, you know, talk about, <laughs> not do a tell while he's employed by the club. How the communications know. are so much better since yeah, well, uh, 2018. <laughs> Paul, as they say, right. Um, what's the well, phrase? something I want to touch on as well. Sorry, I've, I've just the only reason, right, you know, The only reason... Rob is now able to fly. It's because you walked first, Paul. <laughs> there you go. I encu- I encouraged him to apply, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, he took my advice and has, has kicked on. Doing really well. Really, I'm dead really, pleased for him. It really has. And even since the start of lockdown, um, remember there was so much stuff. He, he started doing the full live games, didn't he? he yeah. the, the effort he went to to source some of them games, I helped him to get at several of them. Because yeah. they were just impossible to get, and me and him spent like an entire night once trying to find a way to find. We, we had to go down the illegal route as well because, like Sky Sports and that, <laughs> well, they couldn't help. But someone, they were just like, we do not have these games, and me and him spent a night on the internet just trying to find, and we ended up on some dodgy places like <laughs> torrent sites and like illegal. Let's say illegal downloads. You know what I mean? It was all technically the, the club should have been given these games they requested them and weren't given them so it's perfectly legal for the club you know him to have them and the, re- the way we got them in the end it's neither here nor there but um he does great work and you know i think he's getting a lot of i don't know if people know who he is i don't know if he even wants naming to be honest properly we've given his first name away we won't give his full name but um people are taking notice of how good the content is not just like the the interviews and the stuff but just like the tweets like you don't want viral tweets, but there's just stuff like you know, um, the little videos he puts up, the, the the quotes. He's on the ball. He's on with pop culture, and it's it's really good. And you know, it just it obviously helps that we're winning now. When we were losing, he, he could tweet anything out, and he'd get dogs abuse like you used to, Paul. But it helps to win, doesn't it? Helps to win. Yeah, it does. It does. One of the things I want to touch on very quickly because I'm not sure it's even a thing, but um, those advertising boards. Yeah. Those LED boards, 
very fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, they were very bright. Yeah. Um, I did notice there was a lot of gambling sites being promoted on those on those boards, and I'm not sure whether that's an FA, you know, their their part FA partners or FA Cup partners or whatever, but. There seems to be a lot of, of gambling stuff that I'm, I know the club is very sort of anti. Um, it so, doesn't sit right with me at all. Like, uh, the gambling it's stuff. It's like every other, every other, you know, board, because obviously it's, it's changing every 30 seconds or whatever it was. Um, but there was, a, there was a few gambling sites on there and it didn't sit right with me either. And I'm sure, um, you know, the I'm sure the club probably don't have a say in it, to be honest, happy. dude. It's, Guessing they were FA, FA Cup partners because I know one of them was Bet365 that came up. Well, they they streamed some games, for, didn't they? Yeah, I feel bad for even mentioning <laughs> mentioning them. But well, they, I'm they, sure they everybody, the everybody saw the, the boards um, yeah. at the top of the screen and stuff. But, they famously yeah. did a thing, I think it was last season or the year before, where it was... Yeah, we had to put a to bet watch, on to, to yeah, watch the game. open an account to watch the stream and say, come on, it's yeah. it's for another podcast list, but we should probably do one on it. That I, I just think that the gambling in this country, especially now that you know online gambling is so rife and so easy for people to do, it's so underregulated. It's scary. It's a, it's an absolute disgrace to be honest. The way it's advertised and again just so underregulated is terrifying. It's way too easy to just I, I'm I've never had an online betting account ever. Ever just, I just doesn't interest me. Luckily, but I, I can see, I can a hundred percent see why so many people who are just normal people, no other vices, you know, and they fall down the hole because I can, I can, I can see why you would. Mm. You, 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 you well, know, it's just, it's, it's in your face constantly. Anytime yeah. you're watching live football, it needs to be in the yeah. same way that you know. There's no obviously you can't advertise ciggies. I don't think you can even advertise like alcohol on your shirts anymore and stuff like that. But like gambling is just it shouldn't. It should, there's no it's place just, for it to be. But I don't like it shouldn't be on like half the, the again. You you set me off on air, Paul. But like it's, it's insane, isn't it? Like half the championship clubs are sponsored by betting companies. Yeah. And you know it's the Sky Bet League we're in. It yeah. just does. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't think it sits right with anyone. And it's a real problem, but. It's that football's run by money, unfortunately, isn't it? So, yeah, so it's you know we shouldn't have the official gambling partner. Like what? Mm. It doesn't. It, I think. It's, I mean, just taking it as a you know a single game tonight. You think of how many young supporters at Tranmere have, and they would have been watching that game, and the, all they're seeing is all this promotion for you know for gambling and betting and um, glamorized gambling. Yeah, I just. Yeah, it doesn't sit right with me, and I think the FA need to have a look at themselves really if they're partnering with all these all these companies because it did seem to be every other one was was a gambling site. So that's where the money is, unfortunately, yeah. isn't it? There's only yeah. ever one winner, Paul, and it's the mm. Bucky's. Yeah, the Bucky's themselves, yeah. they win every time. That's the way. The, the only good thing I'd say about them advertising Hordens is we didn't have that ridiculous. Advert with like the the dog running along that is always on in the Premier League in any European game, and it's so off putting. It's like I, you look. I'm, I'm just wondering if the players actually notice the balls as they, because they're constantly changing, they're moving all the time. It's got to be distracting. You think it? Yeah, it's certain one. Interesting. Probably to, did, to... There must have to be a criteria. You must have to pass to be because that one with the dog out the corner of your eye. If you just see something moving, you might see, think it's 
it's well, have you ever there's that clip a few years ago it was a game <laughs> in Northampton have you seen it yeah um and whoever the away team are they're playing in yellow like a you know a luminous yellow kit like we've had a few of and there's a steward walking at the top of the picture like in front of the stand and the player just sees that the corner of his eye and spreads the play and it's a steward walking in front of the stand <laughs> and you can see the ball just slowly rolls out and the player's like that going he's <laughs> exactly the same colour as his kit yeah. Should never have a luminous yellow kit. Having a yellow kit, by all means, but not a luminous yellow kit. It's ridiculous. Remember, we said we were going to keep this to uh, half an hour, Paul. Yeah, we've gone yeah. 10 minutes over. Yeah, I know. And it's now right. quarter uh, to 11 on a Friday night. <laughs> Depressing, isn't it? Uh, and we've got nowhere to go afterwards. So. Um... Dead air, Paul. Come on, we can't oh, dead air. Come on, you got to be. Don't take it if you haven't got somebody, one ready. Come on, like, who's lands it anyway? Somebody's texted me as well. Oh. Um, cryptic clue from Saturday. Oh, yeah. Do you want the answer? Answer, please. Have we got another one? I haven't to hand. Um, so I uh, try and quickly find one online. Please don't, because <laughs> this is this is our thing now. Oh God! So the answer to to. Saturday's cryptic clue. A cryptic, it's a clue, cryptic clue, and it's a footballer. The clue was okay. Okay, that wasn't part of it. So I was just, that's, I'm reading that verbatim what I was sent. I scored Laurie six out of ten. I thought Jackman deserved an eight, but Grant was only worthy of a three out of ten. I scored Laurie six out of ten. I thought Jackman deserved an eight, but Grant was only worthy of a three out of ten. Mark Hughes. As in, he's marking different hues. Hugh Laurie, Hugh Jackman, and Hugh Grant. Absolutely, just absolute bollocks. Like, every single one of these that he sends me, Nick Rock, follow that Nick if you want to tell him how ridiculous <coughs> you are. And just to stop sending them to me because they give me an instant headache. Um, at follow that Nick. That was that one. If you want to try and text it to your mates, if they're not listening to this, I scored Laurie 6 out of 10. I thought Jackman deserved an 8, but Grant was only worthy of a 3 out of 10. And that was Mark Hughes. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, Paul. I'll get another one for you for Tuesday night, shall I? How about that? Yeah. I can't find any, so... <laughs> no, because there isn't any on the internet. He's the only person doing them. Mm-hmm. I'll follow that, Nick. Tell him what you think of that. More cryptic footballers coming up uh, on Tuesday after the Oven game. Shall we wrap this up, then, and get to bed? Yeah. A quick thank you to the oh, official supporters club. Of course. Um helping with our running costs. Um again, go and support them, follow them on Twitter, Facebook and all the rest of it. Um do great work alongside the trust. Um especially at this time, um fundraising and yeah. doing the super white Christmas. Um collecting toys, presents, you know, stuff for for children who are sort of underprivileged children. Um, over the Christmas period, give them you know a little present to, to open on Christmas Day and stuff. So um, I think all the details will be on the on the club website and on the trust. Uh, the trust have been um, doing a crowdfunder and stuff like that um, to help out. So we're, we're retweeting loads of stuff that the trust are doing. Yeah, um, a really good job um, crowdfunding and fundraising for various different projects and community stuff around. Um, well, they've been doing it all, you know, all through lockdown and stuff. So, um, give us a follow on Twitter at This Is Tramier, and we'll we'll, have, we'll post all the all the relevant information and stuff on there. Um, so yeah, thank you to them. Um, go and go and give 
Mr. Hibbert a subscription on his Patreon. Please do. Black Friday special. Um, forward slash Matt Hibbert. Yes. He's doing great podcasts. Um, it's worth it to listen to the Gazetta theme and the uh, ITV theme from the Euros from back in the day. Um, so, yeah, he's working hard. Um, I've got a, a sort of tell-all interview with Paul Harper coming. Um, for football, and I know you, you're putting together some documentaries and stuff, which I'm looking working forward on, to. I'm working on the Italian 91. I might have to do a Maradona one now, to be honest as well. But he, he obviously features heavily in the Italian 91. But yeah, no, it, they're really good listens. Keeps me entertained on the way to work and stuff. So uh, keep up the good work and let's let's get Matt to uh, to hundred patrons. Oh, it'd be, it'd be incredible! Yeah, I think I'm nearly yeah. at sixty now. Black Friday special, everyone. Um, it's the same price as ever. <laughs> pound a week, four pound a month. You yeah. can't change the price. It, uh, so. it did make me laugh. Um, the the Tramir store tweeted yesterday that you can buy any hat. Scarf and gloves for just thirty quid. And um, my missus said, "How much?" And I said, "Yeah, no, it's a Black Friday deal, good eh?" And uh, yeah, she wasn't impressed. That is expensive, like you know, but yeah. money goes to club. If you if you can afford it, I think most of us. Let's be honest, almost everything that you ever buy from the club shop, other than even the re- even the, like the replica shirts, I buy the replica shirts to wear to play footy in. That's it. Yeah. Uh, most of the merchandise over the last, it's got, it has got better, it has improved, but like you buy stuff not because it's nice. You're buying it because you know the money goes to the club. Yeah, and it Especially, shows you shows you representing, you know. Yeah, you know, the training gear isn't. That's my concern about this next year. This um, new, you know, this in this was it middle sport making yeah. the shirts next year. Great that they're giving us so much control over what the shirt looks like, so we won't just have a template. But no. No one's going to want to buy. Like, I, mean, I speak for myself, and especially the kids, and that's the main people who want this stuff. No one's going to want to wear a middle sport training gear, you know, a, a drill top, a half zip, a, a tracksuit mm. top. Like, so I don't know if there's scope for the shirts to be middle sport and then, you know, subcontracting Genesis Sport, who can do us some Adidas or Nike training gear for the kids, maybe. Because I just think, like, Puma's, you know, it's not as good as Adidas and Nike, but it's much better than, like, the feeling Carberini and, you know, the shit that we had for years. Mm, so... London now. Oh, fuck it. The worst. Just the worst. Ill-fitting shirts. Like, they, honestly, just the worst. And I bought them all because I'm stupid. Support the club. Yeah. But, yes, I don't know if there's an option to do that because like, I personally wouldn't wear the middle sport trait. But then I'm saying that. They might bring something out. They might bring a lovely mm-hmm. little quarter zip like training drill top thing out and it's nice because yeah. you know it's a different design we'll yeah. see we'll see what they can do if they make good quality gear and i, I the thing i always stress here paul is a lot of it's cheap the stuff the training gear it's all iron on like in, in i know it costs more but embroid the badge embroid the badge like all the old any training gear like shirts and replica stuff from the early 90s mid 90s it was all embroidered or screen printed as in yeah. you printed direct to the fabric nothing was ironed on everything on the new shirt is just cheap iron on stuff and that's why it peels off after like two washes that yeah. luminous yeah. yellow carbrini shirt by the way the worst one ever that we had in the first year in the conference uh, that right i had that two washes in sponsors coming off carbrini badges on the arms were coming off after two washes yeah. it's like i can't be even be asked taking it back what's the point yeah well, for the shift down the airport, yeah, the, <laughs> the they are moving to the to the old the old badge. So yeah. I do know that um, 
the, the, they stopped embroidering the badges because of the players. Well, the players? Yeah, it was irritating the, the skin. The but was it? Because let me tell you, for the last 25 yeah. years, the players have irritated me every yeah. single week. Nipple irritation, Matt. That's the they've problem. Ir- well, they've irritated more than my nipple over the last 25 <laughs> years. I'll tell you that much. But, um, yeah, they're moving to the old badge, so it'd be nice if they could get a nice little embroidered, uh, you know, the old the old club crest, the old... Um, Full colour. Yeah. Maybe someone could paint it um, on a wall somewhere in Oxford Village. Yeah, I'm sure that'd go down like a, like a house on fire. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> We've done well there to keep this under half an hour. Oh, no, wait there. No, we haven't. It's 20 minutes longer than we said it would be. Yeah, so <laughs> let's wrap it up, shall we? Yeah. Go and everyone can get to bed, and we've got a full weekend now to enjoy. I'm gonna, I'm Nobody's gonna watch. Gonna be listening to this on Friday night. I might actually. If you need need help getting to sleep after, well, after that game, no one does, do they? No, not particularly. We'll be back to Paul, won't we? Tuesday night after Oldham away. We will, and then uh, in a week's time, well, seven days' time, we'll be back after Walsall at home. Seven wins on the bounce. <laughs> like it's weird, isn't it? Doesn't feel like that, does it? No, not after. You know that kind of performance, but yeah, it's a it's a great run of form we're on. One may it continue. Hopefully, yeah, big big tough game. Ice Station Zebra Boundary Park, always a tough place to go, Oldham. And you know, they're for some reason become quite a rival, haven't they, over the last like fifteen or twenty years when we were yeah. both bogged down in in League One for all that time. So yeah, it should be. Um, I wish I was going to be honest. I've, I've, I've Harry Kuehl there as well. Yeah, Harry Kuehl and he's. Upsetting yeah, some people and Dan, Danny Rowe as well, the old file strike banging him in. Well, the great free kick the other week for them, and they've hit some form as well, haven't they? So, see how they get on this weekend. And uh, yeah, we go there on Tuesday night. Everyone watch on iFollow. And um, next Saturday, two thousand fans will be back in Preton Park. Exciting times. Seven on the bounce. We're in the third round of the FA Cup. The hat. The draw is on Monday night at seven o'clock. BBC Two. We'll be back here. Myself at Matt Hibberts. Give us a follow. At follow that Nick for the cryptic footballer rubbish. Go and have a go with him. At Paul Harper eighty two. At Jake Keo Double H. Uh, still in jail. Unable to get on. Uh, get a phone smuggled in this week, I presume. And we'll be back at This Is Tramier. Of course, go and follow us on Twitter. Like the Facebook page as well. This Is Tramier on there. And we'll be back Tuesday night after the Oldham game. Hopefully to discuss another win, another good performance. Paul, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Um, you too, mate. I'm going to go and start planning my Donna kebab for 24 hours' time. <laughs> Exciting Happy days. times.